0: Is it time to start the show? Why are we whispering? I don't know. (laughs) Let's go. Welcome to episode three, Shit Sandwich. Did you just say shit sandwich? I sure did. That's something you'll remember, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So let's get down to the skinny of why we started this podcast in the first place. I also have ADD and I have really bad learning disabilities. And so I was a high school dropout. I dropped out in grade 10 and struggled my whole life to get my act together basically because I just wasn't a good learner. But I found with books and podcasts or books first and later podcasts that if it was a subject I was interested in, I could learn it. My brain loved it. And using books and podcasts is how I built my successful Bath & Beauty company, which is an international brand.
1: And I love learning, but it's hard for me. So I love when my mom consolidates all the information into bite-sized pieces so that I can take that vital knowledge and apply it to my everyday life.
0: And we're sharing it with you. We hope you enjoy it as much as we do. The Shit Sandwich. So Carly, this information comes from Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the New York Times best-selling author of Eat, Pray, Love, and a bunch of other books. Do you know her
1: work? I love her work. She's fantastic.
0: She is great. She just seems like a really great human being, a really interesting human being. I picked up this piece of information she calls a shit sandwich, which actually we didn't have to change the name because it fits in with the theme of our podcast, right? <laughs> Although who's eating a shit sandwich? Well, we are every single day. Let me explain. But before we get cooking, a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Walton Wood Farm. Now, if you've been listening to our other shows, you know that that's my own company and we make clean, sustainable personal care products for him, her, and your furry friends. But Carly, today I want to talk about the furry friends part of our products. So as you know, our labels have your dog on them, Rusty. Sir Rusty Muddy Paws.
1: The cutest thing you'll ever see. So he is my Labrador who, if you you have a Labrador or any dog, you know they like to roll in the mud. So your pet products... And shit,
0: by the way. And
1: shit. He loves to dive bomb in shit and dead animals. How fitting for so, our
0: episode. Very
1: fitting. So your products have literally saved my life. The wipes. Oh, the quickie wipes are the best. I keep them in my car. I keep them in my closet. Anytime that dog comes in, he gets a wipe down and he smells so clean and he looks amazing.
0: And because we're next door neighbors, Rusty comes to my house (laughs) for his doggy daycare. And uh, he, yep, he definitely goes out and gets in some poop there. And so I love to wipe him down with the quickie wipes. And then I use our Spritz Me Fresh to give him that beautiful in-between bath cleanup. And what does he smell like when you pick him up?
1: Well, when I pick him up from grandma's daycare, he always smells better than when I left him. And it's like he was just at the groomer every day.
0: Right. And so Rusty inspired me, actually. My love for Rusty, um, by the way, he's a Red Fox Lab, or is it Fox Red Lab? Fox Red Lab. A very unusual red color. And we'll put some pictures on our website. But he was the one that inspired me because I couldn't find any products that I felt safe using on Rusty. And that's why we created them because I thought, hey, we already make natural care products for men and women. Why not dogs?
1: Rusty's allergic to everything, so it's very comforting knowing that your products are so clean and that they're not going to irritate his skin.
0: Exactly. So if you'd like to try some Walton Wood Farm products, just check out our where to buy page at waltonwoodfarm.com or shop online. Back to our show. When you're in the process of making a decision as to whether you're going to start something, the shit sandwich is the best tool I've ever heard for deciding if you should do it. And here's how it goes. Maybe you want to start a little boutique, a fashion boutique, or online sales, whatever the case may be. The first thing you should do is sit down and realize that absolutely everything comes with a shit sandwich. And I can vouch for this myself. So I have a really successful company doing what I love. I love making Bath & Beauty products, and I love making them with funny names that make people laugh. But honestly, there is no day that goes by that I'm not eating a shit sandwich. Mm -hmm. So the shit sandwich is the things that come up that you're going to have to deal with and you can't get away from. So you have to imagine, am I going to eat those sandwiches? And is it okay that I eat those sandwiches? Can I put up with that in pursuit of my dream?
1: So a shit sandwich, I mean, it applies to business perfectly, but it can also apply to everything else in life. Whether you get married, what kind of shit sandwich are you willing to eat? If you have children, um, if you start a new career, If you decide to do a kitchen renovation, they all come with a shit sandwich. You know, I never really thought about that much.
0: But you're right. uh, Entering into a marriage, marriages are full of shit sandwiches. (laughs) So which one are you going to have to eat? Is it the fact that your spouse is going to throw their clothes next to the laundry hamper every
1: time? Or leave water glasses everywhere? I mean, just saying.
0: (laughs) No real life experience there, huh? (laughs)
1: So mom, tell me about some shit sandwiches that you have to consume with the business that you have.
0: Oh, okay. I can think of a lot, but my favorite one is this. Our customers think that we are UPS or the U.S. Post Office or Canada Post or FedEx. We are the courier. (laughs) So we make the product. We get it into our warehouse. The orders come into the warehouse. And then once we give them to the courier they aren't in our control anymore. But let me tell you what, if a UPS track runs over your order or USPS delivers it to your next door neighbor, it is our fault. I don't know why people think this. It drives me crazy, but we it happens all the time, especially now. Couriers are so overwhelmed with volume that They're getting a lot of the packages wrong. They're running over a lot. I can't believe how many packages get. I had a thousand dollar wholesale order the other day get completely destroyed. I mean, they definitely ran over this package, (laughs) but they don't cover it because it's a liquid. So so they don't cover liquids. Um, But the customer will be screaming and yelling at us because we delivered it to the next door neighbor and they don't like their next door neighbor. And it's like, we didn't do it. We don't own the post office so you just you literally have to take responsibility for it and you say I'm so sorry this happened to you really apologize that you're experiencing this we're going to get your replacement out right away and that's what we end up
1: having to do so I'm guessing you like all your shit sandwiches with a glass of wine
0: large glass of sauvignon blanc is my favorite
1: (laughs) in your opinion mom how do you process what kind of shit sandwich you are willing to eat
0: Right. So I think the best way to do that is, okay, for example, let's say, let's say you want to start a fashion boutique. The best thing to do is reach out to somebody who's not in your competitive environment. So maybe in a couple towns over or, you know, maybe in another state or province, call them up and say, I really love your boutique. I was looking at your Facebook and it's great. And I'm thinking about starting one here in my hometown. And I just wondered like, what are the pains That you have to go through to run your business? Can you highlight some of the most frustrating things about running your business? And then get it from real life, a real person, what they have to go through. And then process it. Try to imagine yourself. So for example, I really dislike doing bookkeeping. And at the beginning of my business, I was buried in having to do bookkeeping on my own and it nearly killed me. And if I had to do it again today, I would literally fold up my tent and go home. (laughs) Like I couldn't do it. So. If you know that 80% of this whatever dream that you want is going to be doing bookkeeping and you can't do it, then maybe that's not the right dream for you. Maybe it's time to think of another dream. Or, for example, um, in a relationship, uh, if your partner has said, "I, you know what, I don't want kids, and you really think you want kids, you have to evaluate, you know, that's not a shit sandwich I can eat. That's a non-negotiable for me.
1: Do you think it's important to try a shit sandwich that you're not sure about and throw it away? if you decide you don't like it?
0: Absolutely. As long as the risk is low, I feel, then it it doesn't do any harm, I think, to just try, try it in small pieces, right? Or for example, like we're doing this podcast, we're literally putting ourselves out into the world. And a lot of people are going to give us some criticism. That just goes with the territory of making anything public. I get that with my own company. If somebody doesn't like a product, you know, are your feelings going to be hurt? If you can't eat that sandwich, you should not put anything out in public, whether that's art or some sort of creative endeavor. If you can't take the criticism, if that's going to be hard on you, that's probably not a shit sandwich you're you're going to want to eat.
1: So for me, sometimes not doing something is the regret I have is the shit sandwich that I have to consume. And that is almost worse than the thought of throwing myself out there.
0: Okay. Can you give us an example?
1: Yeah. For example, this podcast, I know a lot of people will give me backlash for for putting myself out there and asking me why I would ever want to do it. But you know what? If I never use my creativity, then I'm not growing as a person. And, And to me, that is the biggest shit sandwich is not growing or allowing myself to use my creativity.
0: Right. And let's face it, like, let's say this was a big flop and nobody listened to it and people made fun of you and criticized you. Six months, a year from now, will anybody give two shits about this?
1: And you know what? No, but if they do, who gives a shit?
0: (laughs) No. That's a lot of shit.
1: So much shit.
0: We hope this shit sandwich discussion uh, is a little food for your thought. And speaking of food, here's our food for thought for the day is uh, we're going to talk about sandwiches. One of my favorite things to eat is a sandwich. What about you, Carly?
1: My childhood dream was to open a sandwich shop. You know what? You're right. I
0: remember that. You talked about it all the time. All the time. And you're really creative about making sandwiches. And so am I, actually, because I really like to gourmet it up. We're just going to offer you some simple tips to make your sandwiches a little bit more gourmet. Carly, what are your favorite gourmet sandwich tips?
1: There's three things that I always do when I make a sandwich. I really like to griddle the bread, so I cover it in butter, griddle that, because with gluten-free bread, sometimes it tastes stale, so I find when I warm it up and cover it in butter, it's pretty decadent. And I always use a hot pepper jelly. My go-to is a peach jalapeno. And third, I enjoy cooking an over-easy egg, because the yolk oozes out when you eat the sandwich, and it acts like a a cream. It's almost
0: like a a cream sauce would do.
1: A decadent cream sauce.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's what... um is that hollandaise sauce is made out of eggs. So yeah, it's kind of like a less fattening hollandaise. We'll take it. My favorite tip is using microgreens on my sandwich. You can get them in a, a Dijon mustard green, a radish green, or a broccoli green. They're super crunchy, full of enzymes. And I swear to you, the Dijon greens taste exactly like Dijon mustard, but they, they taste better because they have this like beautiful fresh crispiness to it and the healthy enzymes. I love that. And I love using cucumber instead of lettuce because cucumber has just like this nice crispiness to it. I put cucumbers on every sandwich I make. And my last tip is I um, use a sea salt infused with rosemary with fresh cracked pepper. That just seems to give it a little bit of extra something special that you can't put your finger on. That's a wrap for our show today. And hey, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Visit us at 15 Minute Wisdom on Facebook and Instagram and let us know what you thought or if you used any of these tips. Sign up for updates and our yummy recipes at 15minutewisdom.com. You know why else people should follow us, Carly? Why? Because we regularly give away Walton Wood Farm products on our social media channels. Woo! Thanks for listening and remember, be a smarty pants, stay hungry for learning.